Hey, I'm a medium, and this podcast is for those who wish to understand the wonderful world of spirit. Where do we go when we die? I'll share stories of mine as a medium and other mediums in our journeys, plus you will hear real-life client readings so that you can know without any doubt that your loved ones and spirit are around you all the time. I'm Jen, and this is the Singing Medium Podcast. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but I will, my intention is to talk to you about what happens when readings go wrong. And you will also relate to this, even if you are not a medium, even if you don't consider yourself a medium or you don't feel called to be a medium, that's okay. You also have probably had a mediumship reading done and you've probably felt into what it feels like to be the sitter. And you might've had some not great readings. You might've had some really, really stellar readings where you know 100% with no doubt that your loved ones and spirit are around you all the time and the evidence was amazing. And then maybe it's one time you had this really, what you felt was not the best reading or you thought you didn't get enough evidence or you didn't get what you wanted to hear. And that's okay too. So I'm gonna share from the mediumship side. So as the medium, their perspective of what happens when a reading goes wrong, because let's face it, not every reading that you do, if you're a student or wanna become a medium, not every reading that you do is going to be 100% stellar yes there'll be more really really fantastic amazing life-changing readings that you'll do as a medium as a practicing medium as a professional medium as an ongoing student a lifelong learner that's me i always want to keep learning i always want to keep practicing my mediumship and i'm not going to stop until i get to a certain level and here's an example of not mine but an example of what a star quality or an amazing medium that you could aspire to be like and you're going to be surprised by all the mediums that are out there so there's i've worked with chris drew from from the uk i've worked with james von Prague, i've worked with thomas john and none of that matters i mean it's cool to work with celebrity mediums but it doesn't matter but it's really cool to listen to their experiences of years and years and years of training because i really feel very That's one of my beliefs is that it's really important that if you're going to be a medium, yes, you might be a natural, but it's also really important that you have training because there's a lot to the spirit world. There's a lot of things you need to learn and remember and grow and develop. And it's a lot easier to navigate when you have a trained teacher or a trained mentor. And I've had many in my life and I'm grateful for all of them. And so this one person who's actually not my teacher, but if she taught mediumship, I'd be totally in. And her name is someone you probably have heard of more with the Oracle card industry, and that is Colette Baron-Reed. And so I think about four or five years ago, I had the honor to go and see her. And it wasn't called Mediumship Night. It was called something else. But I remember watching her, and I think she used to have a TV show on some random network. I, I don't know which one it was, but I was surprised when I heard someone say that. Oh, I watched you on TV. I'm like, she was on TV? That is so cool. So... I remember her standing on the stage with, I mean, she's probably been doing mediumship for like 20 plus years. Okay. Um, and I was never being so off her because I myself have been on the stage, not with that many people. Cause there must've been a thousand people on this church in Toronto. And I remember, oh my gosh, I, I just want to watch this woman. I love watching other mediums work. And so I was in the audience. I remember her coming up there with such confidence. I don't think she was sick too. But it was pouring rain. It was like really cold outside. We didn't have umbrellas. It was really cold and wet. And we we're all jammed into this little church. 
but it was amazing to watch her because she was like i have someone named steven and he died in a fire and he was an alcoholic and it's for someone in the audience here the person in the audience is the brother and your name would be fred and when she did that it was like people still wanted to put up their hands if you've ever been to a group reading you know you're like it's for me and you really 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 want it to be for you right and as a medium you really really want someone to to hold it and glue themselves to it but this woman was like no qualms she's like not taking any crap from her audience because there were so many people like 20 people could have put their hand up and they tried she says no it's specifically this 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 and this so she narrowed it down to two people and she said okay do you qualify for this and she's the one person like well i can take that but not that that's not for you and she shut them down in a nice way but she narrowed it down so and then the things that she was saying were all like okay i've been told i'm pretty good there's this level is is otherworldly this is other level mediumship if you've seen People who have been doing this in the in mediumship industry, in the spirit industry for years and years and years, you know, like Tony Stockwell, these kind of mediums, like that kind of caliber. So I'm not there yet, but I aspire to be there one day. It was just so amazing to watch because as a medium, if you're doing a group reading, you know how hard it is to navigate the audience, not only the audience, but then you also have to navigate your spirit audience. So while you're doing a reading for someone on the computer or in person, you have to have this waiting room here of you know tens and tens and tens of spirit waiting to talk to their loved one in spirit and hopefully they hoping they get a turn but there's a lot going on when you're a medium a lot of you don't know that it looks kind of easy some people make it look really easy but there's some readings that just don't go well and that's what i'm going to talk to you about today but before i tell you some i have two main stories that i remember my readings didn't go great because you know, it's a lie if you if you follow a medium and they're like always, it's not a lie, but they're not telling you that they have crappy readings and they and they don't tell you about their, you know, their mistakes and their their learnings and there's something a little bit off there because no medium is a hundred percent accurate. That is my belief. Not even James von Prague. James von Prague, James von Prague did a reading in our class one day and he wasn't even right about some of this stuff. And I was like, it was re- it was really refreshing to see a medium who is that good being that human right so we're human we are human beings who put ourselves through this big physical emotional spiritual mental ringer every day and i'm not saying it's not rewarding and it's totally worth it but i need you to know if you're like 30 years old and you're like i'm a medium i'm gonna be a medium you have no idea what's coming okay you have no idea and it's all beautiful all of it is beautiful all the struggle all the the tough readings, the ones where people are bawling their eyes out, the ones where you've got someone whose husband has hung himself. You, you just, and I have one of those readings and that will be part of the, part of the Singing Media Podcast episodes coming up soon. There's just a lot to it and a lot of layers that go into when you see these amazing mediums do their thing. And they need to be sharing that there are some days that, that just doesn't go well. And I'm going to do that for you in a second here, but I want to share with you a beautiful, beautiful goal that is given to me by spirit. It's in my heart. It's just something that's glowing me up. Is that even a thing? Last last episode, I think the word melding was coming in. And I looked it up. That's not a word. <laughs> or I was using it in the wrong context. But something that, that 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 just glows me up. I'm just, it's like a glow up. And that is spirit school. And right now we're at 15, 15 students who have officially registered and said yes. 
And I want to tell you, if you're listening to this and you're hearing me talk about Spirit School and you're seeing it on Instagram and Elevate.HerSoul and you're seeing it on Singing Medium page or in my Facebook group, Elevate Her Soul by Jen Abra, you know that it's a big deal for me and I'm and I'm really pouring it out there and I'm hoping that you'll feel the energy behind what it means to be part of something like this. And I hope that when you do say yes, if you do say yes, that it's a full body yes. That is how spirit school is designed because if it's like oh i don't know maybe i should do this you won't finish it and i want people to be in there who are committed and they're like this is amazing and those who are okay with with not failure but you know having these big expectations and then maybe something shows them in spirit school that maybe they need to reintegrate reevaluate their beliefs and their stories about mediumship and about their spiritual development and you know it's good to get knocked down a peg or two because that's in your ego. You can get very in your ego when you're a medium as in any other job that you do. But especially with mediumship, you can really get caught up in your ego. Like, oh, that medium is really good and I really suck. Like I've had group events where I had another medium who I consider an enemy or a person who does not like me. And I made it publicly known that she didn't like me and came to one of my group readings and I bombed the whole time. There was about 30 people in the audience and I bombed and I knew I was going to bomb because I allowed that woman's energy of her, whatever her intention was to be there to see how good I was or whatever or not good. And just to tell people about it, make her feel better. I don't know what the reason was why she had to come. We, it's very known that we do not like each other and she came. So whatever her reason, it was all a big learning experience for me because I bombed and I allowed someone to take away my confidence. So when you're a medium, it's important that if you're doing public events, that you are very confident in what you're doing. It's also important when you're a professional medium that you're very confident in what you're doing. But it's not like, I'm so good at this and I never mess up and I have the best readings in the world. And everyone should come to me and blah, 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 and all these things. You can tell the difference between someone who's legitimately, authentically, organically confident because they've done the work, they've studied hard. But when this happened, I was like, my eyes were open wide. I was like, I allow other environments or, or other people to affect my mediumship. And as a medium, you have to learn how to separate that, which is a really part, another part of development in mediumship that you probably weren't aware of. Or if you're, if you're a, a person who's had a reading, you probably were not aware of any of this going on behind the scenes. It's really important for you to understand the medium's perspective or how how we come across and, and so much love and honor and amazingness goes into, like we pour our life into this. And so when this woman came to my event and I bombed, I'm like, I know she's going to, she's going to go tell her when I suck. And she did, which is part of the learning, right? So I'm, what I'm saying is you can't always be on your game hundred percent. There's a lot of factors and they, and some mediums will tell you that it shouldn't affect your work. I.e. James Von Prague told me that I couldn't call myself a professional because I allowed these emotions or these energies that I felt sensitive wise to affect my game, to affect how I perform, to affect my mediumship. And to a point, he's right. You know, I, it's not that I don't believe and agree that I shouldn't call myself a professional, but I do see where he was coming from on some level that we have to also work on not allowing outside factors to affect our readings. But for me and my stage in the mediumship game right now, it's been about five or six years since I've 
I've been doing professional readings. Professional means, you know, getting money in exchange for a reading. And that's what I've been doing. This is my career, right? This is my career. I love what I do. And like I said, I would say 95% of my readings and my guests and my clients are top-notch, beautiful, on par, accurate, beautiful, energy-wise, we are a match, it's great. But I'm here to tell you about the ones that didn't go so well besides this group reading, which just popped in my head. It's not even on my list of readings gone wrong. Like I remember what happened in that group reading was I went very general. So what you want to do as a medium is you want to provide very clear, accurate evidence, evidential mediumship, so that your client or your recipient or the audience knows with no doubt who you're referring to or who you're communicating with and finding that correct owner. Sometimes we can mess that up. But when you get nervous and you get, oh my God, my enemy's here. I guess enemy is not the best word. It's a very karmic past life person showed up in my life. And to this day, still sometimes comes in and out when you least expect it. Even though we live nowhere near each other, you know, these things can affect you because you're human. You're a human being. And the trick is to not let it do. Part of your development is to not allow the outside energies to affect your readings. But this woman did. I went very general. I got general names. Whereas normal, I can get really good evidence. But I, you know, for whatever reason, I chickened out. And I'm like, I can't do this. And I couldn't get it out of my head to be like, I can't, I can't push past this. So just be aware of this. I'm sure you don't have a mediumship frenemy in your life, but if you do, it's a learning experience. It's okay, showing you because the spirit world is always, always showing you who you are, who you say you be, who you say you are. If you say, you know, I'm this, this, and this, and the spirit will keep you accountable. This is how you're going to show up. Okay, well, we're going to make sure that you're showing up that way, right? Same thing if you keep saying, oh, I want to hide. I don't want to be seen. I don't want people to know I'm a medium. Well, the spirit world's going to honor that. But then how do you how do you know how amazing and beautiful it is to help someone with their grief process? Okay? So come join Spirit School. Come join Spirit School. It begins January 2022. It's all online. Right now it's going to be in a Facebook group, which I know a lot of people don't enjoy Facebook, but these kind of things that we do in a Facebook group are help the vibration of the entire Facebook land with our energy. There's going to be four live. So every Monday, one, two, three, four in a row, it's going to be a live training. And there's going to be two separate Zoom calls that are going to be separate from that, where you're going to learn so much about yourself. So much. You have no idea how much you're going to learn about yourself. And the best way to learn is through experience. So if you don't experience spirit school, how are you going to know? And maybe you're taking mediumship with someone else. And I love that for you. I love that you're getting out there. But you got to stop hiding. You got to get out of the closet. And right now I feel very suffocated in my closet. Because a lot of it's very messy in here. And that's why I'm not doing a video. Because you will see all the mess. But I wanted to get in here and share with you guys two stories about how a mediumship reading can go very, very wrong. Okay. So they're all learning experiences. And the reason why I'm sharing with you, because I want to be, I'm always completely transparent with you as much as I can, especially about mediumship. It's not, we all, we all can't be Michael Jordan. Okay. We can't all be Michael Jordan and win every game. Michael Jordan did not win every basketball game with the Bulls. He had some games where he, maybe he twisted his ankle or his 
he had the wrong running shoes on or he didn't win the game he can't be the you can't be the star all the time and so it's the same as that you can't go into mediumship thinking that you're going to be on top of your game every day because your mental health will affect it your your health will your physical health will affect your readings you know not just the people that come to see you who apparently are not supposed to affect your readings at all which but that's part of my learning so i'll tell you one story and i'll tell you sorry i'll quickly tell you the one about the most recent one that i had i would say in the summertime i had this woman come through and this has never happened to me before literally i've done thousands of readings this has never happened to me before so i can't remember and i apologize to the woman if she's listening but I can't remember if it was her mother who passed or her sister. I think it was her sister who passed. And we had brought through a couple of loved ones in spirit prior to her wanting, because at the end I'll say, okay, if there's someone you haven't heard from, who would you like me to call in? I can invite them, but I can't make them come. She's like, oh, the reason I had this reading is because I wanted to talk to my sister. And I said, okay, what's her name? We'll bring her in. And when I did that, like this is one of my mentors I learned that trick from is that I don't love doing it so you can say their first and last name to bring that loved one in but again free will you can't make anyone show up you can't make spirit say what you want to say so if you're if you're a client and you want to have a rating it's really um hard for the medium if you say okay to your dad who passed okay if you say you know razzle dazzle with a cherry on top i'll know it's you so that's that's putting a lot of pressure on the medium because as a medium i know when you've asked your dad in spirit to say something specific and it's only a bonus if I get it right. <laughs> or if there's a specific song. Well, if, there's, if he sings, you know, some really cool Frank Sinatra song or Kenny Rogers song, then I'll know it's him. So this woman, I wanted her sister to come through. And I believe that her mom at the time was ill. And so this woman was taking her mom to the hospital back and forth, you know, worried about her mom's health and the sister wasn't coming in. The sister was, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try again. So I said, Jane Smith, can you please come through? Your sister would really like to speak to you. If you can, if there's any way you could come through, that would be amazing. Crickets. Not one feeling, not one ounce of knowing, no visual, no clairvoyance, no clairaudience, no song, no nothing. It was literally like they had put a glass over me and you and you had, there's nothing. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm so sorry. And I was so apologetic. I felt terrible I'm a human I'm a human and I and I'm failing terribly and this poor woman just wanted to come to a medium just to talk to her sister in spirit and I can't help her I'm literally having no one come through and I said oh my gosh I don't know what's going on so okay I said I can give your money back no it's okay I don't owe my money back I said okay I'll do psychic for you okay we'll do psychic I felt horrible I'm like, I'll give you my book like I was doing everything in my power to try to you know, save this reading that was going horribly, horribly wrong. And I couldn't connect medium mystically for her. And then at the very end of the reading, I said, let me just check one more time. Cause I feel horrible about this. And, and I know that I can't really control what happens in the spirit world, but I would really like to try one more time. And when I tuned in for like the last five minutes, what I felt this overwhelming sense of sadness. And I said, and I knew, and then they showed me this vision of the sister in spirit being with the mom who was at the hospital by herself. And I said, okay, well, I think what might be happening is, is that I think your sister in spirit is actually busy with your mom right now. Because if you think about it, your sister knows that your mom is by herself in this hospital bed and you can't be there. And so that's why your, your sister's like, I'm too busy to come. I'm too busy to talk to you right now. I need to be with my mother right now. And so 
it didn't feel in any way, shape or form like I was making it up. Like I didn't make it up an excuse. It was legitimately, if, and if you're listening right now, you feel into that, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? But that has had, that had never happened to me before. And sometimes as a medium, you can feel like a big failure. If you don't get something right, especially in the beginning. And even when you're like a, you know, a medium who's been doing this for years, you can just feel like a failure because you want so much to make that client happy and you want to make spirit happy. You want to make everyone happy, right? That's a people pleasing kind of thing. There's, there's a story that just came up for you as I'm talking to you on here, right? You want to make sure everyone's happy, but with the spirit world, you cannot force anything. You can't make anything happen. You can't beg and plead because that is our human. That's our human self, right? And when you're in the spirit world, you don't have any of those human tendencies. And so the sister was like, sorry, I'm with my mom right now. She didn't feel bad. She didn't feel, oh, I better hurry up and make Jen and my sister happy. She just couldn't come and it happens, you know, and maybe another medium might be able to get the sister, right? Because sometimes spirit maybe doesn't really mesh with the medium that you're reading for. And to keep that in consideration when you're having readings too. And be very, very easy going on your mediums. Okay, if you're getting a reading, go easy on them because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on at the same time where they're interacting with you and getting the evidence and presenting it and pausing and asking for more questions and more, you know, pulling more information from spirit. There's a lot going on. Okay. So that was my first time in the summer. That was the most recent. I felt horrible. Like I just felt so, so awful about it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. But then, then you feel about it after then you, okay, now you're done. It's over. You analyze, you, you kind of, you think about it. Okay. You're like, you know what? Okay. So I didn't have a great reading. And we're not here to beat ourselves up. That's not our job is to be mad at ourselves. And so I was a little bit mad at myself for failing or quote unquote, what I thought was failing, but it actually wasn't a failing. It wasn't, it's not a failure. It's just everything that happens in the spirit world. Everything that happens to you as a medium is a learning experience and it's perfect and it's beautiful. And you do the best that you can with what you've got to work with. And that's all you can do, right? You can set intentions out the wazoo. You can do that till you're blue in the face, but you have to surrender this whole reading over. And if someone's going to go shitty, it's just going to go shitty. And you're just going to talk it up to learning and just accept and forgive yourself and move on. Okay. Hopefully you don't get a bad review after. <laughs> oh, speaking of bad reviews. Okay. That's another thing too, is um, I've had two hate mails sent to me years and years ago, my beginning, I said the first two years of mediumship. I actually had two things of hate mail sent to me. So like two separate, uh, two separate incidents where someone took the time to get a card and write a handwritten note and put a stamp on and put my address on and look me up and mail it to my house. The first one was three letters when I opened it up and I, and I had a feeling when I had this letter, I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Who's sending me mail? Number one. Number two, it just had a weird feeling to it. So I opened it up and inside it said, you are a fraud. And I was like gone. I was devastated. I was like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I need to quit. This is horrible. I got hate mail. And then you learn from it. You know, it really affects you because being a sensitive and being so taking things personally and just, you know, I want to be so good at what I do. Then you get this hate mail all of a sudden. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. Where did this come from? And then a second time, I guess maybe I'd say about a year or so after that, I got another one. This one was very much more detailed, very handwritten. And um, 
said a lot of not nice things about me. And it, you know, at first I was like, you know what, screw you. But then I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to feel into this. And that's my human said, screw you. And I'm going to feel into this. And I'm going to be like, all right, what can we do with this? How can we, how can we use this to power up our gift? How can we use this to make ourselves a better person? Because that's what happens when you work in the spirit world is you become a better quote unquote person and you become more loving and more, more like spirit. So those happened. That was a while ago. I remember burning the second, I think I burned the second one because I'm like, I got to get rid of this energy here. But then some people, you know, make jokes like, oh, that means you've made it if you got hate mail. And it does not mean you made it if you get hate mail. You just got to roll with it. Okay. So then I will tell you the one about the restaurant. So this is one of my nether, my second story where I had this woman come to me for a reading and I can't remember because I really wanted to do a group reading at a restaurant in my old town, in my old town. And I definitely wasn't ready for a group reading of the mass proportion that it turned into me. But I remember the woman, the owner of the restaurant booked a reading with me and I didn't, I don't think I put it together that was the owner of the restaurant where I wanted to do this group reading. And she came to my house and I opened the door and I think it was around, was it winter? I can't remember. But she opened the door and her arms were crossed. And I knew as soon as I saw her arms were crossed, it was going to suck. It was going to be the worst reading I've ever done in my life. Because at the time, I'm like, oh my God, she's a skeptic. Oh my God, she's testing me. And all these things were going, and I got like panicky. And I got caught up in the story of like, I got to impress this woman. And so, like I said, the reading did not go well. It was very general. I could barely get anything. Like this was my early days, so I don't remember all the details, but I remember that it was not good because I was so affected by her arms being crossed. She wasn't being a jerk or anything. It was just her body language. I think I had to ask her to please uncross her arms. So still didn't go well. And then shockingly enough, the woman agreed to let me do a grouping at a restaurant. I was like, did I miss something? I'm a you still want me to come to your restaurant and do a massive group reading where we sell out? And like, I think there was like 80 people at this restaurant. And it was like one of my first group readings. And I was not at the level I am now in my mediumship, but I still got through it. But I remember being super sick too. And then, yeah, just these things that people don't see the behind the scenes. I remember freaking out in the back room. There was like where the servers go in and they take their breaks or their coats were and I'm hiding in this back room for like an hour before the show. I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh my God, there's a lot of people out there. I remember being so, so scared. It was like terrifying. And then I remember playing the song, you know, the Imagine Dragons, wake me up. You make me a believer, believer. Like I played that song and I think something happened to the music. Oh my gosh. So if you are a medium listening to this and one day you want to do fundraisers like I have in the past and group events, you know, you gotta, you gotta let go of the expectations. You know, you know, you want to do a good job for the audience and you know, you're under a lot of pressure, but you gotta let go and you gotta let spirit take over. Cause sometimes we just gotta let spirit take over these things, right? So as long as you're like, I surrender this event, this reading, this, this client contact to the universe. And instead of pray for the highest good of all, you let the spirit take over. Because if you get in that human mind, you're going to chop yourself up. You're going to, it's not going to be flowy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be terrible. And surprisingly enough, though, what you think is terrible sometimes, if you think you have a bad reading, the client thinks it's wonderful. So never get too, too discouraged if you feel like you had a bad day because I had a bad day. Just you didn't have a bad day. Okay. 
we all have off days. We all have days where we probably shouldn't be pushing through. And a lot of us mediums like to push through. But if you're a medium, I want to tell you, don't push through. If you're feeling off that day and you have a really important reading to do, see if you can reschedule it. Because you always want to do the best that you can with the training that you have, with the knowledge that you have, with the strong connection you have with the spirit world. And it's all going to work out either way. Either you're going to learn something from it or the client won't have a clue that you've gone psychic and you're just going to keep going. So I hope that helps you either as a potential client of a medium or a student or a client of mine or a client of anyone's who just be nice to your mediums, be kind to your mediums because sometimes we're very hard on ourselves. We're one of the most hardworking professionals out there, I believe. And it might not seem like we're not doctors or lawyers or anything like that, but we are making a difference. We're just making a difference in a different way. And that's what we're here to do. And if you are called to be a medium, that means you are chosen. You've been chosen by spirit to work on that. And I hope that you will work on your mediumship. I hope you will not give up. And I hope you'll come join me in spirit school and learn how to be a medium. Learn how to use your psychic development. Use the tools that spirit has given you and use them with confidence. Use them with your full hell yes. That's the only way to do this. That's the only way to do anything in your life. Thank you guys so much for listening and listen for upcoming podcast episodes. I'm going to have two mediums come on at different times. You're going to hear more client readings and I can't wait for that. You guys are awesome and I will see you all in the same medium podcast.